Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of everyone's favorite podcast. Tell us, Kevin. It's a little show we like to call TV Channeling. That's right. Damn straight. My name is Tachi. And I'm Kevin, and I'm excited. It's been so long, Tachi, since we've done an all-news episode. Yes, it has been, and the news has missed us, let me tell you. Oh, absolutely, and there is so much going on. So let's not even bother with how are yous and stuff like that, because nobody cares how we're doing. And I know you don't care how I'm doing, so... (laughs) They want us to get right to it, Tachi. What is going on in the world of entertainment this week? There's a lot, right? Yes, people are angry. According to the Hollywood Reporter, yes, grr, indeed, G R R R R R R R. People are angry, according to Rachel Maddow. So apparently, she did a segment with Ronan Farrow, and it sparked inter- internal cheers um, and new questions at NBC. Do we know? Do we know what's going on? Shall I explain what's going on? Yeah, give us a little more deets. Okay, so the anger part comes over this. So Rachel Maddow actually called out her bosses on Friday over the way they handled Ronan Farrow's Harvey Weinstein's reporting. Is it Weinstein or Weinstein? I call him Weinstein. Whichever way he says to pronounce it, let's do the opposite. Let's do the opposite. If he says Weinstein, we're saying Weinstein. Weinstein and vice versa. Yeah, Weinstein. Vice versa. take that. (laughs) So... So she opened a new chapter in a two-year saga that has actually buffeted CBS, sorry, not CBS, NBC News since Farrell took his Weinstein reporting to The New Yorker, where he would go on to share a Pulitzer Prize. Now, if you don't remember, Farrell went to NBC first with all of this, and they basically squashed the story. So privately, Maddow earned cheers from her MSNBC colleagues. Say, uh, one said, one staffer said, it was amazing. God bless her and Ronan, one staffer told The Hollywood Reporter. And this staffer actually asked for anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak by the company. Hmm. Her report, Maddow's report, that is, unspooled over three segments three segments and included an interview with pharaoh and this initiated fresh scrutiny about nbc's use of ndas or confidentiality agreements as they're also called in cases involving harassment accusations against ousted today's star matt lauer so this is what she says any former nbc news employee who believes they cannot disclose their experience with sexual harassment as a result of a confidentiality or non-disparagement provision in their separation agreement should contact nbc universal and we will receive them from release them from that perceived obligation now this is not her sorry that is what the company said that maddow aired in a statement okay so that's what nbc said Maddow characterized it as, quote, some news. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, what bugs me about how the the somewhat fanfare that NBC tried to, you know, release this statement with is, to me, I hate to use this term, but I can't think of a a better one, half-assed. It's like they could blanketly announce that anybody who's under an NDA under these years, they could even specify from like in the time that Matt Lauer was at NBC, anybody that was under an NDA under those under that time frame, feel free to come forward. We are blanketly saying that we will not be filing charges or suing anybody for 
uh, breaking the non-disclosure agreement. But what they're asking is, oh, if you want to come forward, come to us first and then we'll mm-hmm. grant you permission. We'll release you once you come to us. So clearly that's a PR thing because of what they want to be able to do is if you come to them first and you and, and they're going to release you, they want to have a dossier ready to destroy you publicly um, uh, before you come forward so that you get permission from them first. They've been alerted that you're going to tell your story so they can get all of their minions, all their legal minions with briefcases uh, ready and overall like minions um <laughs> their briefcases, with briefcases is in overalls and, and then they basically <laughs> are goggles. ready to and goggles ready to destroy you so i don't like that aspect of it i mean it's better than nothing um so speaking of nothing, but it may as well be nothing because would somebody still feel compelled to come forward with this i hope it i hope people still feel uh you know they the brave enough to basically come out there because the water seems to be fine. A lot of people have come forward. Um, speaking of uh, better than nothing, uh, what's going on with Gretchen Carlson? Mm. <laughs> so since this has come down at Fox, sorry, at NBC, Fox people have followed suit or former Fox employees have followed suit. So Gretchen Carlson has called on Fox News to release, release former employees from NDAs as well. So Carlson's told Vanity Fair, because of our NDAs, we can never say what's, what is actually factually correct or incorrect about what happened to us at Fox. So if you don't know who Gretchen Carlson is because you don't watch Fox News, A, I don't blame you, but B, <laughs> former, <laughs> she's a former Fox News host. Um, I don't want to say anchor because I don't know. So, well, and also, um, yeah, when they say news, I, I always there's, there's air quotes around that. But go ahead. Oh, I I did it. You couldn't see news. Okay. <laughs> <Wink>. <laughs> Wink and nod. So uh, she's called on the network to release ex-employees from these non-disclosure agreements as well that were made with the network. She further says all women at Fox News and beyond forced to sign NDAs should be released from them immediately, giving them back the voices they deserve. And this, again, was in Vanity Fair, She in a piece that was published on Monday. None of us asked to get into a workplace dispute. We simply had the courage to stand up and say something. But in the end, it's our voices no one can hear. Because of our NDAs, we can never say, again, what is factually correct or incorrect about what happened to us at Fox. Okay. Well, the first thing I was going to say is it's. I, I feel like Gretchen's being a little sexist. She's making the assumption that the only people to sign non-disclosures for sexual harassment or assault at Fox News are women. Unless she knows for a fact that that's the case, but I don't know that she does. Yeah, but if, if they sign non-disclosure, she may not know about it because they couldn't disclose anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah, but they may have disclosed it to her privately. You know, you know, they may be gathering to try and do so. So you never know. But yeah, that's a that's a huge assumption. That is that is just women. You are absolutely re- re- uh, correct. Oh, okay. She was on Fox and Friends. Mm. Yeah. So yes, that's what that's what she did. But anyway, the but the the ripples and repercussions of the Ronan Farrow story and now the Catch and Kill book are just they keep they just keep coming. He dropped a huge stone into that into that incredibly calm water. Well, and, you know, this is interesting because the movie Bombshell is opening in theaters in December, and that's basically 
a whole slew of the it's about fox news basically right so her it has been made into a feature this feature film bombshell so yeah i I can't wait to see how it does um there's already pre-oscar buzz and i think like zero people have seen it and people are already talking oscars for the stars like nicole kidman and charlize theron so uh, i'm looking forward to it because charlize theron embodies that other one isn't it spooky how much i I saw the trailer how much both of them uh, how much uh nicole kidman looks like gretchen carlson i don't know how what they did to her face but she looks so much like her and nicole kidman looks so much like oh my god i can't remember what her name is um oh my god um kelly uh megan kelly megan kelly yeah she looks spookily eerily like megan kelly is charlize theron is playing megan kelly yeah she's playing megan kelly and Mm -hmm. uh nicole kidman is playing gretchen carl uh, gretchen carlson so it's it's gonna be good Mm. 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 it feels like basically yeah. it's it's like it feels like a of a uh lifetime movie that's gonna get oscars <laughs> <laughs> no exactly that that's why that's why i'm like this is some lifetime ish oh it's gonna but, be but delicious. they wouldn't it, i'm sure it's going to be delicious but i guess because of the subject matter i am just not compelled to see i know it's going to be juicily delicious i'm sure but i'll wait for the reports well the reason why i think it's going to be uh satisfying is the fact that the the the, (laughs) it's hard to call the small guys or the good guys but the women do win i mean they end up basically destroying uh roger ailes and you know his memory and walk away with tons of cash in the process you're right okay can i just say this and not to get us on a tangent at all this is wrong all the way around, regardless of what workplace, what network this happens to. So there's there's no such thing as retribution for what you've done. But I can't help but think about all the people you have slandered, all the lives you have really destroyed, particularly people of color, and now somehow... Again, saying that this is wrong all the way around. But somehow you want me to feel sorry for you because of... I'm going to stop right there because you know what I'm going to say. So let's okay, go yeah, well, Okay, no, wait, wait. Look, uh, I'll leave, let me chime in a little bit. Go okay. ahead, chime. I absolutely, chime. I absolutely agree with you, but it doesn't mean that you can't still enjoy the victory for women and people who have been, who have been silenced by the ultra-powerful. Oh, absolutely. No, I do. I think, I think in the case of Fox News for me that this is something that to be expected, which is, to, you know, it's terrible. It's like a cognitive, it's like, okay, well, I'm not surprised because that's the type of they do over there anyway part and parcel of the whole you know spiral of lies and silence fine but when you see it happening at other places it's it's all it's very disconcerting because it makes it seem like "Mm, it's not just the deplore you know the absolutely deplorable (laughs) outfits that participate in this this is system wide and we know that but it's yeah i do celebrate the victory for women absolutely but you know there's that yeah, no, back but of my it, head. What, what this does is it begins conversations. Is it going to make it easier for some girl who works at McDonald's whose manager no. is sexually harassing her? 
Um, no, not at all. Exactly. Not at so, all. It, it, you know what? It, it brings it to light. But the, the only ones in so far that have really benefited from this are the very publicly acknowledged people because they can make a stink about it and it will end. You know, I, I don't mean to say stink like that, but they can make a they can make news about it and it will end or they'll be the players will be punished because these are high profile people. But like you said, that worker at McDonald's, that fast food worker, that uh, worker at, in a you know low profile office, this may not end for them. And well, the, well, just the, on the, another note, um, human resources is useless. Sorry, go ahead. But I was going to say, but maybe um, I hate to say this because I, I do not believe in trickle down economics, but maybe uh, uh, there's a trickle down effect when it comes to people being more informed. And what I mean by that is if there is a class action suit w- uh, with uh, people that work at McDonald's or at some regular office complex and and uh, a jury, it goes before a jury, a jury is going to be they've heard stories about it and they're, they're people are more aware of what sexual harassment looks like because of these big cases so i think that there may be an effect that will eventually make things better uh to a certain degree uh in other you know echelons as you would <laughs> I, you know i <laughs> as you i think, you're, I think you're right I, th- I think you're right. I think it's just going to take time. You see exactly. how long it took for it's a, this it's a, to happen? It's a process. It, when, Tachi, when you think about how far we've come so quickly since, you know, the, the first firings of the, the, the you know, with the with the first the Weinstein and then the taking down of Kevin Spacey and uh, Matt Lauer and Charlie Rose. I mean, the dominoes fell pretty quickly. They so did, we, but look how long it took for them to fall centuries oh yeah but but once they <laughs> but once that first uh you know part of the Rude Go- uh, goldberg uh thing started it just came you know boom 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 i mean the head right. of cbs one of the most powerful people in the entertainment world Moon the best. idea that he had to step down i mean honestly yes he destroyed a lot of people's careers uh and lives uh for decades because he was so deplorable speaking of deplorable Julie Chan still married to him, but anyway, um, <laughs> she's in that basket of deplorables too. But anyway, um, the fact that someone like him, a juggernaut, was able to be brought down—I mean, brought down. Yes, he still has untold millions of dollars, but he no longer has his job. He was publicly humiliated. His wife was shamed off of her show, The Talk. So, yeah, not enough punishment, but still some punishment. Some is better than none. Uh, you know, uh, hashtag Felicity Huffman, 13 days in jail. Don't, oh God. <laughs> or was it 12? I think it was like 12. <laughs> 13 reasons why, 12 days in jail, 12 years a slave. I don't, it, <laughs> oh my god it, it, 12 years of slaving it, it, and 12 and 12 days a prisoner for exactly. <laughs> let me tell you but that's what she would i mean they were acting like it was 12 years a slave i'm like come on now oh my god that it wasn't was, enough oh and i can't god. wait it, for the 50 years her stupid uh friend is gonna get oh my god that, that, oh, oh please let Lori laughlin get way more time the idea that she would not even cop and and um apparently she's there's been new charges against her recently for like yeah she could bribery. be facing 50 years oh that would be del- I, even i if, want her to serve every piece of that oh 50. there's no way she'll get 50 but if she even got like five to ten i would be over the moon Mm-mm. 
12 for, for, okay. for 12 for 12 years a slave and for for each one year for every day that felicity huffman say then you know what maybe i'm okay with felicity if, if Lori laughlin gets it instead and she gets to serve the 12 then maybe i'm okay with that well Lori laughlin is worse because there's always there's always more leniency for those people who basically like cop to what they did uh versus continuing yes. to lie about it and to fight and that's what that's what Lori laughlin is doing and she's betting that her money will get her out of it she has she has her own legal dream team if oj can do it why can't a hallmark movie star do it and so she's thinking that she can basically <laughs> <laughs> she, she can outrun these churches <laughs> you are no charlize theron sweetheart <laughs> you, you don't, i don't know that you have enough to keep going with this what, what, and it, it's, it's a moot point at this point because you're going to be sentenced, so. Well, first of all, Tachi, how many times have we, have we watched her fall in love at Christmas time? Many, many times. Never, because I don't watch her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Hallmark, we'd love you to be a sponsor. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. But thank you, Hallmark, for ousting her from your rights. <laughs> thank you. You've done us a huge service. And you know what? Tachi and I are willing to fall in love at Christmas time. Give us a job. You mean with each other? No, with anybody. <laughs> you know what? For the right price, I'll fall in love with anybody you want me to, Hallmark. Whatever. I'll put on a cable knit sweater <laughs> and let the holiday love begin. And let that uh, bottle, bleach bottle blonde just swing and swing. <laughs> Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's I'm picturing it. you with a with a blonde wig on. Now, I know. Kevin. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. All right. Yeah, they do like blondes on. They like blondes they on, on Fox News and on a Hallmark Channel. They do. They do. All right. So, what's the next story? All right. So, let's talk Martin Scorsese and Marvel. Martin Scorsese is calling Marvel movies a different cinema form. Hmm. Yeah, that's being generous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because at one so, point he said that straight up said that they they were not cinema. Period. But he kind of has yes. backtracked. Yes. No, he did. He did backtrack. Absolutely. So he's backtracked to say, "Oh well, there are different cinema form. This is kind of like when Mark Zuckerberg said that Facebook was not a media company." It was a tech company. And then he backtracked and said, well, it, it, it's a different type of media company. This is the same ish. People not knowing their craft. That's all mm -hmm. I have to say. Now, I'm not saying Scor Scorsese doesn't know his craft, but it, we'll get into it. So, you know, he came out of the age of the 70s, 80s, and 90s with so many game-changing films. We know this. So he's a, a hero to a lot of aspiring and established filmmakers alike. And he's actually a big audience favorite. I love Scorsese, okay? I'm, I, I, I do. So he's set to release his latest film, studded, The Star-Studded Irishman, which will feature Scorsese's favorites, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. You can't have a De Niro film without Joe Pesci, clearly. Um, but Scorsese has found himself enmeshed in this debate again that stems from his initial statement that Marvel, Marvel comics, sorry, not comics, but Marvel movies are not cinema so several marvel cinematic universe actors and directors came forward to defend marvel and comic book movies in general uh scorsese has been supported by some well-respected filmmakers including francis ford coppola and ken loach uh in this hmm. 
During a recent interview with uh, Entertainment Weekly, he was asked, Scorsese that is, was asked about the ongoing debate over this. This time, the Oscar winner said this, he made a slight adjustment, that comic book movies are a, quote, different cinema form or new art form entirely. Which, that's not what you meant. (laughs) So... Tell me what you think about this, because I know I have all sorts of... Okay, well, it's just the idea that what cinema is changes. I mean, look at uh, what some of the things that influence people like Steven Spielberg. A lot of uh, the, uh, like, you know, he spent, you know, his childhood in movie theaters watching these, uh, you know kind of uh the things that inspired indiana jones a lot of people wouldn't uh uh, call those basically you know those cliffhanger kind of serial things uh where uh kids would go movie theaters week after week to see it was basically like a tv show but it was it played in movie theaters and there's all kinds of things that uh people at one point wouldn't have wouldn't have considered cinema that they consider cinema today anything can be elevated and taken to a new level look at all of the talk that uh joaquin phoenix is getting uh uh, for an oscar for joker he will be nominated there is absolutely no doubt in my mind i don't know if he's going to win or if the movie will win but there it will get nominations and i believe they will be deserved uh so the idea that is everything uh a quote-unquote cinema i guess it depends on what your definition of cinema is does it capture people's imagination do uh uh does it you know lift people's spirits and does it take them away from the drudgery of their everyday life i think it does all of that and so is that is that not what cinema is does it not like you know lift us does it not help us escape is that what what is exactly cinema in his mind i think if he were to describe specifically what he believes cinema to be and say why it's not cinema other than just to bash it and seem you know kind of upset about the success that the marvel universe and no there's no denying the marvel universe is a like a uh, it's like a swiss watch the way that disney handles it and the release schedule and how each movie basically has a uh, uh, um, uh, the the closing uh, post trailer, uh, I mean the post credit scene, always leads you into the next movie. Is absolute genius. Um, it's it's I I would honestly personally I feel like it's just a glut. It's too many superhero things. It's way too many. But the the cash flow, the dollars are saying something completely different. I would have never guessed that the Joker movie would be as just huge as it is a nor Batman, would i i Batman, thought it was going to be some fringe thing not necessarily just fringe but i didn't think it would be this yeah um, it's already surpassed it's already surpassed wonder woman um it's now the dc universe's fifth biggest film of all time and it's closing in on batman versus superman and so this is a superhero free superhero film it is a super villain film and it's doing that well so i can't i I believe there's gonna be like a poison ivy movie uh we haven't seen the end of this there'll be a penguin movie um yeah they're making way too much money also what what's her name um harley quinn yeah harley or harley quinn is already uh she i guess she could have a standalone movie but she's already you know in the uh suicide squad movies and she's also gonna she's be in the suicide of, squad but... and the birds of prey is that gonna be a movie or a tv i can't remember what the birds of prey is supposed to be i, I think it's gonna remember. be a movie so birds of prey she's gonna be in that so yeah harley quinn is working yeah absolutely and so this is what i have to say to this 
somewhere there is an empty chair that you and Clint Eastwood can talk to because I need for you all to come down off of your high horses <laughs> in terms of things. Um, cinema changes. As a filmmaker myself, I think, well, who died and made you the king of what cinema is? The, the thing that you describe as cinema is also the thing that has excluded so many voices for such a long time. So I take it with a grain of salt when these people continue to complain about it. Guess what? Audiences change. That That's like saying we should still be um, driving the same types of cars, that we should still be driving Model Ts because that's a real car. These bastardized versions of vehicles now don't hold a candle to, and maybe they don't. But that's what people want. And cinema at the end of the day is made for your audience, not for you. If you want to make something for you, then you go and make something for your, yourself. And in fact, let's talk about it. You are, for all intents and purposes, a Hollywood director, which is fine. But there are a lot of art house people that would say, you just make big commercial films. That's not cinema. And they're not oh. necessarily qualified to 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 direct what or to direct the direction of what cinema is either. So I just think that you need to and people in general need to understand that cinema has taken there are several different forms of cinema and they all take new directions based off of what the audience wants. You can't get angry and be sour grapes and take your toys and go home because your brand of cinema is not what's reigning right now. It goes in cycles as well. So sorry, go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, basically, it makes him seem like a dinosaur. It feels the exact same way as when Steven Spielberg was complaining about uh, Netflix Netflix getting exactly. Oscar nominations for, uh, uh, for some of their films. And... Uh, it just it just feels like they're stuck in the past and and time is passing them by. Well, the people who complain are usually the ones who have had a lot of the power and have had a lot of the lion's share of the accolades in this game. And so now there's also a fear there of being able to, you know, maintain and compete in this new media landscape. And that's why people are resistant to change in terms of new technology and that, no, 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 we don't want all that because you still want to be able to dominate. And you're afraid that those people who have mastered these new levels of technology, mastered what the new audiences want, will edge you out. Well, keep up, bruh. That's not, that's not for them to worry about. That's for you to worry about. So what you need to do is apprentice yourself, some millennials, some Gen Z who understand this and start to teach the next generation of filmmaker and have them help you in terms of this. Come on. Stop well, being a dinosaur. Yeah, I'll start caring about what Martin Scorsese thinks when he actually writes a decent role for a woman or a person of color in any of his films. And he never had, and see, that's another, again, I respect him as a director. Absolutely, you've had some great stuff out there. But yeah, I don't see you, and, and you know what? I'm not saying that he has to. That's not necessarily his MO. You do your Scorsese, you deal with um, Italian stories often, you did fine. That's what you do. But, you know, like Kevin said, until you start, you know, being inclusive, don't don't talk about. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's not even just a race thing, because I, I'm sure there's so many people out there going like, well, what about, you know, someone like a, a Spike Lee who predominantly tells stories about, you know, the African-American experience? Because I was talking about even the sexism of it all. I mean, name some of the you can th think of Scorsese movies and name the great female characters in his movie. There are none. There are just none. <laughs> There like, are none. So there yeah, are he, none. He can't even tell the stories of Italian women. So, well, I you, mean, you know, come on. You know, the pro 
problem is it's to me is less the filmmaker and more the system. Although when you are a filmmaker in the Hollywood system, you're part of the system. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll let me scratch that because you are part of the system, which means you're also part of the problem. But I don't expect one filmmaker to be every story to everybody. I don't. If those are the types of stories you tell, then that's okay. The problem is the stories that get greenlighted all, all mostly are those stories that don't include diverse voices. So you are part of the problem, but I also blame the system of executives who greenlight only stories like yours well what bothers me about it is the sexism is inherent in the idea that when morton scorsese comes up with movies that are basically about just men and men's lives and men's visions and their place in the world people those are just called films or in his case he would refer to it as cinema but if <laughs> uh, if but if nancy myers or some female uh 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 you know director is writing uh, films that tell about the female experience those are called you know women's movies or girl pictures or chick flicks so it's they're not considered just movies or cinema yeah Ex- so, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why that's my issue with uh with that. And and his are they are called like Italian American stories or whatever, like uh, like Spike Lee's, which is called stories about black people. So his is just called cinema. So it doesn't get any kind of co branding. Um, it's just you know cinema, which isn't cool. So the idea that he has a problem with Marvel is just like yeah, he can go kick rocks. He you can go talk to the empty chair that Clint Eastwood was talking to. <laughs> While kicking rocks. <laughs> While kicking rocks and eating stone soup. All right. We told okay. him. I sure <laughs> now go did. back to your mini mansions with your skillions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, we're, we we're showed him. him. <laughs> we showed him as I go back to my shack. <laughs> you have a shack? <laughs> you're so lucky uh, no. <laughs> oh i'm sorry i forgot you just have a tent i know <laughs> i that's an upgrade for my refrigerator box so anyway all right let's move <laughs> let's keep it <laughs> we're gonna get so much hate mail <laughs> oh my God. I, i'm sure we will but you know <laughs> did we ever care about hate mail before especially when you were lambasted <laughs> by, a, by a director so who cares <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, I enjoy the public attacks. All yeah. right. <laughs> so what's next? So, okay. So piggybacking off of that, Netflix actually has a speaking of, you know, people who can go and talk to empty chairs. Netflix plans to test play speeds. And this is meeting filmmaker backlash. So viewers would be able to increase or slow down the speed of Netflix shows and the movies on their smartphones. Netflix said this Monday that they're introducing a new test feature. So it's just a test feature at this point to allow viewers to either speed up or slow down content on their smartphones. And this has quickly gained criticism from Judd Apatow and other filmmakers online. So according to Hollywood Reporter, Android Police actually first reported this new feature and they showed a screen grab that allowed a viewer or allows a viewer to choose to slow down or show as much as 5.5 times the normal speed or or increase the speed up to 1.5 times the normal runtime. So Apato, who create, co-created the Netflix series Love, slammed the feature. Slammed! Uh, what is it? Um, Shakedown? I don't know. From um, <laughs> like uh, wrestling. Oh, body slammed. That's it. 
Body slam! Body slam the feature. <laughs> and he tweeted this. No at Netflix. No. Don't make me have to call every director and show director on Earth to fight you on this. Save me the time. I will win, but it will take a ton of time. Don't F with our timing. We give you nice things. Leave them as they were intended to be seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The voice. It's, it's, it's like I Jennifer Toe is in the room with me. It's... <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't even know if that's how he sounds, but that's just how it I imagine Judd Apatow. Um. Just to sound. <laughs> Well, the crazy thing about this, like, who is this for, honestly? I don't know who this feature is for. Uh, honestly, I have Netflix. I have loved Netflix for years. But right now, I'm in a, uh, a Netflix dry spell as I wait for shows that I care about to come back. I'm waiting for new episodes of The Crown. I'm waiting for new episodes of Anna with an E. I'm waiting for new episodes of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So right now, there's not a, not, not a lot going on on Netflix for me. And so the idea that there's so many, so there's so much Netflix content that I want to watch that are there aren't enough hours in the day that I need to watch it at five times the normal speed <laughs> so i can get through all of my incredible uh queue of incredible netflix content right now i don't know who those people are that are finding that many shows and, and movies that they love on netflix that they need to watch it five times faster to get to the next thing it is a bit dry right now i am waiting now as we recall there have been uh, there's been a bunch of stuff that has been pulled from netflix and canceled and so yeah i'm like it, it, there is a little bit of a dry spell now, unless you're going back to watch some old licensed content. So, can I add some more Apato stuff? Oh, God, please. Apropos by Apato. He added in a follow-up tweet. Distributors don't get to change the way the content is presented. Doing so is a break of trust and won't be tolerated by the people who provide it. Let the people who don't care to put in their contracts that they don't care. Most all do. So Netflix said this. We're always experimenting with new ways to help members use Netflix. This test makes it possible to vary the speed at which people watch shows on their mobiles. As with any test, it may not become permanent. It may not become a permanent feature on Netflix. This is according to a Netflix spokesperson who spoke to the Hollywood Reporter. But this feature would apply to all Netflix content. Now, this is my thing. Why the hell do you need to slow down or speed up? Well, why? No, the slowdown especially is the one that I'm confused about. I, at least I understand the premise between the speeding it up, but the slowing I, I it down. Who are those people? I mean, other than honestly, on uh, you know, the 20th of April, where somebody might want to watch all their favorite Netflix shows at a very slow pace. <laughs> 4:20 for those of you who aren't keeping up. Um, but anyway, 420, marijuana. Hi. Oh! <laughs> you yes. gotta come out and say it. I'm not a user, man. Well, so. and, no, I, oh, well, thank you very much for your assumptions about me. I'm a little hurt. Oh, but anyway, well, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm straight edge. But puff, anyway, puff um, pass, man. But anyway, the, the idea first, you want to head to Taco Bell, load up. <laughs> and then <laughs> come home and 
and uh, w- watch all your favorite. W- watch Stranger Things at a super slow speed. Well, you know what? The whole funny thing is, I was just going to say, unless you're high, why would you want to slow it down? I don't yeah, even I, understand I don't why you want to speed it up. That's, to yeah, be the, the, that's I guess the speeding up idea is the fact that remember there was a uh, there was a platform called Anchor, which was uh, at one point was still an, is was uh, no, I'm saying at one point it still exists, but uh, yeah. but the original form of Anchor was a uh, was an audio a uh, social media platform it was kind of like an audio Twitter, and Correct. that is where my and uh, illustrious co-host and I met. That's that was where our, our meet cute happened, Tachi. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and the story will continue on a lifetime movie Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> or Hallmark. We're open. or Hallmark. We're open. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, so the the idea. <laughs> The idea was they, they had the ability to vary speed. So you could listen to a lot of content um, like, you know, talk radio, different kinds of posts, like basically like mini podcasts. You could listen to them faster because you could speed up the and listen to a lot more content. And everybody sounded like chipmunks. So other than like, I guess, a giggle by watching something play a little fast, I don't understand w- that feature being a real legitimate thing. And even though Judd Apatow sounds like a big, you know, pounding uh, uh a child having a tantrum um even before you read it that way just the tweets alone <laughs> sound like that which is why you read it that way yes. it's it's it, i i can agree to a certain extent this is this is art they people have created something and the idea that when they've given it to netflix or whatever the idea they can actually change it i mean because one thing that's always bugged me is when it comes to like sitcoms a lot of people don't realize this that when sitcoms originally air and then they and they go into syndication lots of times the shows are cut they make them shorter to fit in more commercials so the the average sitcom is 22 minutes long but when it goes into syndication it'll be like 20 or 18 minutes long to cram in even more commercials the same is true of movies that end up on places like tnt uh and tbs where they will remove scenes from them films and tv shows to cram in more commercials and to me that is a slap in the face when it comes to the art sometimes things don't make sense you're like why doesn't that make any sense because a scene was deleted to cram in a couple of more commercials for subway i agree it is a slap in the face and you know i'm i'm making fun of Jed, judd apatow but i do see his point i do see uh, your creator you take the time to create a beautiful or craft a beautiful piece with a good beginning middle and end and then people start to mess with it so i do see that but then the alternative is are people willing to pay for that kind of thing because that's the that's what happens they're trying to make their bottom line when it comes to those types. Now, Netflix, this is a different case altogether because they don't do ads. They don't do commercials. But when what you were talking about in terms of, you know, the sitcom, um, sitcoms, especially, you know, back in the day, <laughs> were basically all on network television. And how is this all paid for? Well, even on cable, it's all paid for uh, by advertising. Subscriptions pay for very little of anything. So, um, yeah, unless you are willing to really pay for this content, I don't see that going away anytime soon. So expect to have your stuff carved up with like a Christmas turkey. <laughs> well, the, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I don't watch things like, um, you know, an old episode of Frasier on the Hallmark Channel um, or the Golden Girls. I'd rather watch something like that on a streaming service where I can watch the whole episode as it was originally intended. Yeah, they mess up the Golden Girls when it comes. I'm like, oh, why my, are you what? going to commercials now? <laughs> it is. Well, first of all, it's also crazy to me that the Golden Girls, a show that was produced in the mid to late 80s, is too racy for 20. 20- 
Green Hallmark. They will literally remove things for, uh, that they will actually bleep out words and they will actually remove scenes for content. First of all, Blanche Devereaux needs to be uncensored. So the idea that they are censoring her to make her palatable for well, Hallmark. Is, you, knew she wa- you, you knew who she was before you were. Exactly. The you had seen the Golden the Girls. And yet they had future jailbirds on their channel left and right. So Left not cool, and Hallmark. bloody right, exactly. Pretending I'd at least you know know that, like to know that uh, Blanche Devereaux is the way she is. Exactly. Don't Horish. try to clean her up for us. We like exactly. her today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, the views expressed by Kevin Owen are not necessarily views. <laughs> What's next? All right. So um, that's that with Netflix. Now, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, I'm a huge cord cutting fan. And so this kind of leads, uh, pre okay, And your scissors are sharp. Huh? I sharpen them with a stone every day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't stop cutting cords. Snip, snip. So there's this whole thing about AT&T and DirecTV. Is DirecTV going to keep AT&T? Because actually the pay TV. You mean is AT&T going to keep DirecTV? Sorry. Yeah. My my fault is AT and T going to keep Direct TV and the other and vice versa. But um, the pay TV unit actually lost 1.2 million customers in the third quarter. So they've reached a truth. AT and T has reached a truth with an activist investor that's investor that's critical of their strategy. But the company's Direct TV unit continues to bleed customers, and this underscores the challenges facing the communications giant, and it raises questions about AT&T's long-term commitment to the satellite TV business. And the question was, should they even be in the satellite TV business? I digress. Um, In the third quarter, DirecTV and its U-verse television unit lost a staggering 1.2 million customers because more and more have cut the cord and they've migrated to streaming platforms. So these losses actually continue a very troubling trend that has attracted the scrutiny of AT&T's activist investor, investor, keep saying vector, investor, Elliott Management Corporation. And they've prodded AT&T to sell those assets, including the uh, television giant, DirecTV. So this is interesting Here's the thing. Stephenson uh, or Stephenson, who is the AT&T chairman and chief executive, said we have no sacred cows. Hmm. Uh, oh, that that if that isn't a threat, exactly. I don't know what he is. We have no sacred cows. We have no sacred cows. We'll, adding that DirecTV will be an important piece of our strategy in the next three years. But no portion of our business is ever exempt from a continuous assessment for fit and performance. We will approach it with a fresh set of eyes and clarity around the rapidly evolving consumer environment. That's what Stephenson said. Probably not like that, but I thought it was... <laughs> yeah, for some reason when you say it, it's like he's wearing a monocle. Yes, that's, he's the, that's he's what the, I'm picturing. He's the Monopoly Kevin. guy. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm picturing. I'm picturing a bunch of monocled individuals sitting, making these decisions. He's sitting around a boardroom, uh, uh, collecting $200. <laughs> and going not, right not passing goal, going, going direct, direct, directly to go jail. directly to jail. <laughs> <laughs> and do with not Aunt pass Becky. Go. So. Well, not with it. Ah! <laughs> 
And Becky take is trying that, to take Lori the- Laughlin. <laughs> She's trying to take that two hundred dollars as she goes to jail. Clearly. <laughs> so, I, okay, tell me what you think because you already okay. Know, t- go ahead. All right. Well, what's interesting about this is the fact that uh, the uh, not only has uh, uh, Directv been losing subscribers left and right. Dish Network uh, is the uh, a platform uh, that where I get most of my television. They are also okay. losing subscribers. Cable TV like Comcast, they are losing subscribers left, right, sideways, up, down, you know, quad, uh, backflips. They're losing people uh, like there's no tomorrow. And to me, it's a dying platform. And unless they get the right from all these companies to untether things in packages where you can actually a la carte the, my dream for cable tv and satellite tv has always been this and it's kind of coming to fruition in a weird way i've always wanted the ability to pay for packages as in a number so you pay say 70 dollars a month for 40 channels or you pay 50 dollars a month for 20 channels and then you choose which 20 channels of the 200 channels that they have available you would like but that's not how it works. All of them have these packages and these different tiers, and you have to get this to get this to get this. And you end up paying for things that you have no interest in, like in my case, ESPN, which is the biggest part of everybody's bill if you have cable or satellite. You're paying at least like 15 to $20 for uh, ESPN, for many of us, a channel we never, ever watch. So it would be cool to be able to pick and choose. But what's going to ultimately happen, it seems, with all these streaming services, that's going to eventually be what ends up happening. So many people will be able to pick and choose via streaming service. Right now, I lost uh, one of my favorite channels just to lower my bill because my bill just got crazy. It was just way too much. And so I had to decrease packages and I lost uh, Turner Classic uh, Films, which I love that channel. But it's like, am I paying another $30 a month just to get this one channel I want? I feel you. I feel you. So I I have to... I have to agree with you in terms of this. They, so something is starting to happen in, in terms of, of, of there's too much choice now when it comes to streaming. So I, I foresee, here's the thing, cable is a dinosaur. We already know this, and they have been slow to change because they didn't. They, they did the the thing that Blockbuster did to Netflix, just laughed basically. And now who's laughing because all these people have scissors cutting your coaxial cable? Okay, but this is what I can see: if they're able to do things like you said to untether these channels and offer things a la carte and offer a unique a la carte experience, maybe there is a chance. For them to survive this. And then on top of this, content cannot be your only thing, Comcast and AT&T. You need to, what they need to do is to, okay, fine. This is not going to be your only thing. You need to pummel money into technology that is going to make streaming easier. You need to improve your phone lines. You need to improve your uh, cable line. Invest in the infrastructure to make this easier. Because that, here's the thing. Without infrastructure, none of us can watch streaming without an internet connection, okay? We have to have that. That's where you all come in because that's where you provide it. So instead of, you know, trying to kill yourselves to provide content when people have clearly said, we don't like your package is fine improve the other end of it improve the infrastructure make that let that be your improvement in the thing that's that's the only thing i can see that would be a saving grace for them either to untether and to offer unique 
types of packages that people would want to have and that would be reasonably priced because people are cutting because you all are, you know, you're getting exorbitant with it and well, that, or improve the infrastructure. Well, that's one of the reasons people were so upset about, you know, uh, the loss of net neutrality is because of this kind right. of thing. Right. And so, um, so far, we haven't, uh, they haven't made moves to use what they've gotten by uh, taking down net neutrality. Uh, as far as I know, I haven't heard about any of the platforms charging more to certain companies that do streaming. It'll be interesting to see if they have the guts to do it and what happens. Oh, that people... will be complete anarchy. Oh, but... oh but people might rise up. I mean, it takes a lot to get people to go out into the street. I mean, look at what's been happening and how a lot of people have just been kind of like, you know, staying silent. But yeah, let let their internet go down for any length of time or let let things become super slow as molasses for certain sites and certain things that they want to download then i think people will uh millennials and gen y will like they'll get their torches and they'll be storming off to washington oh and because now now you're messing with our money that's the thing there's so many people that work via the internet that i mean just look at all the influencers look at the people that use social media for that even though that's you know mobile but still and then there are a lot of us that work from home and do that type of thing where you need that internet connection and so if you make it impossible for me to and i teach online i teach classes for universities online so if you make it impossible for me to work do you think i'm going to make it an easy time for you you will not rest Sirs, <laughs> you, I'm telling you now. I'm saying this in public. You will not rest. Oh my God! They will see fire. They will see rain. There is, <laughs> like Jim Croce says, <laughs> no rest for the wicked. Okay, none. <laughs> oh no! And they, yeah, they absolutely deserve it. It's ugh, don't get me started. Yeah, we don't have time to get started anyway because we'll never come back down. All right, so um, let's talk about uh, some of the things that have been happening in the world of TV, specifically uh, the fall season uh, 2019. Yes, Kevin, tell us, tell us, tell us. All right, so uh, we've had our first victims. Um, I'm going to want a, a moment of silence for our first casualties of fall 2019. The first... Ca- <laughs> Sorry, I was trying All to right. say it silently underneath. What yeah, you were so the the, the the very first uh, casualty was actually uh, Sunny uh, uh, Sunnyside on NBC. It was the Cal Penn, uh, insanely low rated sitcom that was on for 15 minutes. It was quickly canceled, and uh, its spot has been taken up by the final season of uh, Will and Grace. Hey, so. Switch. Yeah, it was, that's kind of crazy, because Will and Grace's final season was supposed to happen, or I guess their second final season, until they get rebooted like six years later. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) six years from now, like, oh, we're rebooting it again. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, it was supposed to come on as a mid-season show, but no, it had to be called into action, because they didn't, I mean, they wouldn't even let the the episodes they already had in the can already shot of uh, of Sunnyside. That's how bad it was was um uh doing in the ratings another show that they're not using the word canceled but it's canceled is uh uh jimmy smith's bluff city law well they're not calling it canceled but they they had initially ordered 10 episodes and guess what 
They're not ordering any more. They've shut down the studio where it was being filmed and broken down all the sets. So where I come from, <laughs> that's called a cancellation. Nice try, NBC. We're just, you know, it's like, you're not fired from this job. We just don't want you coming back here anymore. Oh, wow. You're not fired, oh. though. You just, you just don't ever come back. <laughs> just Poor awful. Jimmy. Please. Jimmy but there is, corn. Yeah, where there's bad news for those shows, I will remember. No, actually, I won't remember either of those shows. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's see. Let's move on to some shows that actually got some good news. Okay. Um, shows like Mixedish have gotten a full season order, um, as well as uh, what's the name? Uh, Stump Town. Oh. Stumptown got a full season order. Um, Evil has gotten a second season order already, which is amazing, um, on CBS, as well as Prodigal Son on, uh, on Fox has also gotten a second season order. And, uh, another show that I was actually very pleased, but very surprised has gotten a second season order already is ABC's emergence now you know how i feel about these sci-fi things that have these compelling stories and these spooky children with spooky powers and mysterious origins yes that's catnip for me but those shows are also (laughs) they're also catnip for cancellation because (laughs) because they 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 so often get canceled and there's no resolution it's like wait where was the creepy girl from was she from outer space another dimension what the hell happened were there experiments on her like in firestarter what happened i'll never know but at least with emergence we'll get another season to learn a little bit more about that spooky little girl well all right and one other show um, uh, that uh, met its demise um, on Freeform is Cloak and Dagger. Another uh, superhero uh, franchise is no more. Well, they plunged the dagger into that one for real. Yeah. I will remain. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Did All you right, ever so- watch any of these shows? Well, honestly... <laughs> Tell the truth. No, honestly, I I will tell the truth and I will shame the devil. Please. Now, I was, um, uh, let's, let's have a quick talk about what we've watched uh, from the fall TV. Emergence, I've been recording them and scrolling them away on my DVR because of, I was afraid that it would be canceled. But now that it was announced that we're getting a second season, I can start watching that spooky little girl and knowing with a uh, feeling secure that I will find out more about the spooky little girl in season two. Okay. So I'm super psyched. Um, when it comes to the others, uh, some of the other new shows, I was, I wanted to watch Bluff City Law. To kind of scratch the itch that we lost when, um, oh my God, what was it called? It was a Shonda LA Rhimes Law? legal, no, Shonda Rhimes oh. legal drama that oh, was on, um, on um, ABC um, that got uh, canceled, which was really good. Um, we reviewed it, and I can't remember the name. Yes, of it saved my life. It's um, uh, for the people, for was the people, for, yeah, for the I people. I loved for the people. That was and so good. I was so upset when they canceled it. And so um, I was I was looking to get, uh, you know, you know, a positive legal show where the good guys don't always win, but they win more often than not. So I, I need I need that fictionalized view of the of the world to help me kind of counteract the reality of that's all around me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. I was looking forward to watching that show. So I was saving them. And when they announced it, like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like canceled on the DL. I'm like, OK, well, I can let I can delete all these so um more room on my dvr so uh so i haven't really watched that what i have watched is i've watched a few episodes of bob uh hearts abishola yes 
I watched a few episodes of that. Um, what else have I watched? You know what I watched? I watched Bless the Hearts on uh, Fox, which yeah, is an animated series. Yeah, I saw that. How is it? It is not very good. Oh. And I'm very disappointed because of the fact that the voice talent that they have on the show is off the charts. The animation is just unattractive to look at, honestly. And then the 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 story is not great. So I don't know if the sheer willpower of uh, people like Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig can keep it afloat. Uh, for a full season animated shows take so much longer to do the fact that fox hasn't announced a full season order for it yet doesn't bode exactly well maybe it's maybe it's forthcoming in the next couple of days but anyway not great this has not been a great season for the networks it has been one of the lowest rated fall seasons ever absolutely yes so what about you have you seen anything of the fall shows um yeah i did watch uh, another episode of bob hart's abishola um and honestly, I haven't had time to go. I'm going to have to go back and catch up on uh, some of the ones, that, especially that we talked about that are not canceled. Uh, to see if, I, you know, I could uh, get into them. But uh, it's, yeah, it's been a, a, a abysmal year or start, I should say, for these uh, networks. I, honestly, the shows that I'm more intrigued by are the shows that are coming soon to the new streaming services. The shows that are coming yes. to Apple TV and yes. the shows that are coming to disney plus exactly so, um is there something about some kind of deals to, to help people yeah. uh, uh sign up for both those services yeah yeah so with um disney plus verizon is actually offering subscribers or shall i say customers who have the uh what is it the um help me their uh their wait their the, phones um, unlimited or? right so have unlimited the plan. unlimited uh plan they are getting a year of disney plus free no that's pretty sweet if you already are if you already have that service and that's just an app absolute actual uh extra added value that's pretty nice it's very it's very nice because you know disney plus it debuts on the 12th it's going to be 12.99 so, you know, to add that to some of the other streaming services wait, that wait, you wait, may no, already no. have. Are you sure about that price, Tachi? Is it 12? No, wait, what's twelve ninety nine a month? Hold on. I can I can tell you. Yeah, because I think it's more like around $6. Okay, $6.99. I'm sorry. twelve ninety nine okay. is something else. So I think it's $6.99. So, yeah, yeah that is the... Um, yeah, twelve ninety nine is Apple Plus, I think. So you get um, $6.99 and seven dollars call it but if you actually yes i remember now so if you actually um um do it i think by a certain time you get it for 4.99 so oh, that's, yeah, that's, deal, yeah, that's get even it for nicer 4.99 or i think it, it works out to about 47.99 or something per year if you do the whole year but normal is 6.99 yes you're right so normal is 6.99 so you know this is not just the disney that the of old with the you know the what is it? The Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and stuff. You get all that kind of stuff. But then you also get all the, you know, the new animation that they get. You get Marvel. You get, there's a lot that's it. Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Disney there's gonna owns be a so, lot. It's, it's, there's going to be so much. This is going to even, the court cutting is going to go even crazier. Because honestly, I think that a lot of people will be able to survive when it comes to TV with having something like they have. If they have Netflix and Hulu, and they have maybe something like Apple uh, TV Plus and Disney Plus, all of those services together would be like uh, around $60 a year, 
thereabouts uh for all of it i mean a year a month uh and which was going to be still significantly lower than most people's cable bills are and right. most people be able to get rid of maybe one of those services and not have hulu and just have um because i don't i have hulu right now and i never watch it so um i would uh just have you know netflix and say disney plus and um just you know it would that would be you know under 20 dollars a month which is pretty sweet Absolutely. When you talk about content and then, you know, let's not forget about the plethora of other content that's out there that you can have access to. So, yeah, Comcast and um, AT&T and Charter and whoever, your days are numbered if you're not careful. What was going to be interesting is what happens with these other companies that are going to, that are launching their streaming services. We know we already have CBS All Access, and what's coming is an NB, NBC is coming up with their streaming service. There's going to be um, HBO uh, Max. And what I'm curious about HBO Max is, is HBO Max going to replace HBO Go, or is it going to have completely different content? Because what is the benefits of uh, – because I, I can't see myself having both. So I, I'm really curious about what the differences are going to be in the uh, two services, or is it just a name change with new, more uh, new content being added? Because right now I have HBO Go and I, I barely watch it. Once you watch the couple of shows that you're watching, like say you watch something like uh, the Black Lady Sketch Show, you watch uh, now the the, the dearly departed uh, Game of Thrones which was one of the main reasons I had the service. Um, and there won't, uh, I won't get like a Westworld season until 20, 2020 or 2021. Westworld won't be back. So there's really nothing calling me. I tried that god awful of uh, uh, the uh, Watchmen. Um, not for me. It did very well. It's not good. Uh, a lot of people watched it. I mean, you know, if you like Raining Squid, then it's uh, maybe it's the show for you. Um, Raining but, Squid? Yes, there's Raining s- Baby Squid. I just I don't eat, don't ask, don't ask. Um, yes. and and then tons of racial violence in the opening up. There was a lot. There's a lot going on. So, um, but it wasn't for me. It, clearly, it's for a lot of people because it it was the first show was watched very well. I haven't seen what the second episode that just aired how that is fared compared to the first one. If a lot of people just sampled it and then are, were turned off like I was, or if people are like you know doubling down like yeah, give me more. I'm not sure. But the point is, there's so there's the shows on HBO are few and far between. Uh, you know. There's no word on a season three of Big Little Lies yet. And so, yeah, there's uh, the idea that I would, uh, the, the, the best way to use these streaming services is to have them when your show is on and then drop it when your show season is over and you've watched it because there's not really anything uh, right now that's really holding me to HBO. And see, this is the interesting thing with all of these streaming services beyond Netflix, you know, who for for a while was able to keep this hamster wheel thing going you know this is why people paid every month you know because they there's content that they know that will be there and something cool will be debuting soon but with all these other ones that particularly like the cbs all accesses there there's so far and few in between that you can watch because everything is then then there's a big dry spell so what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to do that they pick it up for when they need it and then drop it but i'm like is that a sustainable business model for these streamers probably not so it's well, going you know to what, force the, but them that, but to, that expl- wait, wait okay i'm sorry to interrupt you Tasha, but that explains two moves that the some of the streaming services and the new ones have, have, have are enacting um, Netflix doesn't give you the ability to pay for a, an entire year of Netflix. 
It's a month-to-month service. I think they're going to be rethinking that soon because um, uh, both uh, Apple TV Plus and I believe, I know for a fact, uh, Disney Plus are, are allowing people to pay for a whole year or even some uh, people that were members of one of their exclusive like uh, clubs that people that are that uh, have uh annual memberships have the ability to pay for like two or three years in advance uh to have it uh, to have it steadily and um so there's that and the other model that they're playing around with even netflix is experimenting with that besides speeding up people's voice making it sound like the chipmunks is um <laughs> releasing instead of releasing whole seasons releasing it a week to week releasing one episode mm-hmm. a week like traditional tv to get people to hold on because a lot of people will get netflix to uh when stranger things comes out their most popular show they will watch all of stranger things in a weekend or so and then they will drop it and that is the most cost effective way to to deal with these streaming services is to have them like CBS All Access. There's not enough there for me, but I love. Do you hear me? I am a Star Trek Discovery stand, but not enough to pay them for a full year. So will I join once the whole season is over? And that's something you're not tricking me with this whole one week, uh, one episode a week model, people. All you have to do is wait for the whole season to conclude. Then all episodes are available on this on the streaming service. Then you join once the once the finale is aired join watch those 12 episodes and then drop it like a hot rock yeah i mean i don't see paying for an entire year for something that i'm not sure is going to have so i i get the you know doling it out one at a time but i'm also wondering as to whether or not you know the generation who's used to binging and doing things is going to be okay with that i mean i guess they're going to have to be but at the end of the day the consumer is really going to sway the way any of this goes even if they think they can control guess again Mon well, the good thing about Disney Plus, even though I believe that there, some of their shows are going to be released a weekly model, but but they have so much back content, so many movies and uh, shows that they own via ABC and Fox. They own Fox so and, much uh-huh. stuff yeah. that they'll be able to have. There'll be tons of things that are available for you to binge as as you wait for their newer fare to come out week to week. So there's there'll still be content. And one thing I, I think we didn't mention was the fact that, again, you can still get a free year of uh apple tv plus if you purchase any apple product of the of the um, the main you can't just you can't buy a plug uh or a new power cord Uh, yeah give it no (laughs) well i beg to differ because their power cords and stuff are damn expensive oh i know i'd buy i'd buy a new power brick i I need one actually but uh yeah you if you buy even down to like an ipod touch which i didn't know they still made um if yeah they do yeah, if you or or if you buy a uh what's it called? The Apple TV, the actual little Apple TV little uh, little square black square, um then you you can uh, get a free a uh, year of Apple TV Plus. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that was actually Verizon that and uh Disney Plus, that was a response to Apple and the free year, I believe. So, because I'm not sure who came first. I think Apple did it first and then came Verizon. Well, one thing I will so. say that, that Apple is doing that seems pretty uh, uh, different from, like, uh, CBS All Access is they're offering a uh, one-month uh, – uh, 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 I'm sorry, no, only a uh, – they were, they were initially saying they were going to have, like, a free-month trial. But now uh, I'm looking at information that says they're only giving you a seven-day trial of their platform. Disney which, Plus? 
Yeah, no, this is Apple TV Plus, which I heard Apple that TV initially plus. that they were claiming they were going to give they were going to give. Um, there's too many pluses. Um, the, <laughs> they were they were going to be giving uh, customers a a month trial to try it out. But I guess their fear was you'd see all their content and then drop it after that one free month. So now they've lowered it to seven days, which is the same amount that uh, CBS All Access gives you a seven day free trial, and um, which I think is a mistake because if you give somebody a month free trial, it gives people people need to get used to something where it becomes like a fixture that when they they will actually miss it if you have something for seven days uh, everybody's busy now seven days isn't long enough to make make something a habit you're right you no, you're absolutely right but uh they don't care they're not thinking about that they just don't want people to drop it as you said so it will be interesting to see what happens with all of this and we're in an interesting age now for television content and for media content in general so Remains to be seen. Oh, wow, Tachi. I can't believe we got to the end of another episode. Our our first news show this fall. And all the end. Show. Yeah, the first news one in a show all fall. and uh, Or this fall. Not all fall, but this fall. And uh, at a reasonable time. Shocking. <laughs> so this was this was absolutely a lot of fun. It was great. We, we got through some really critical stuff. So thank you, co-host. Oh, thank you, co-host, with the most. Oh, I know. Thank you. You don't have to tell me I know. But anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> is modest, you... too. I'm very modest. Beyond. Humble. You're the most modest ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That sounds like something. I am the most modest person. <laughs> oh, don't give me. Oh, do we dare mention the booing at the World Series? Do course. we dare? Yeah, he was booed good. Oh, and and they were, the, but even better, the crowd started chanting, "Lock him up, lock him up." Yeah, why the hell would he go? That that that's my thing. Why would you go? And he seemed uh, genuinely he, he, surprised. You can see that there's slow mo. People have put slow slow motion uh, memes up of his face as he basically realizes that the crowd is booing, and just like, wh- how, why would he not realize that that was going to happen? I because, guess because he's, he's so. so so he, narcissistic and also and he's so used to having these curated crowds i mean he one thing that we didn't go into because this isn't technically a tv thing that he spoke at a at a traditionally black college uh recently but what they did was they didn't allow any of the students not only did they allow, allow the actual students to be there they 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 sequestered them in their dorms they weren't even allowed to be on to, the grounds yeah, exactly and he and he shipped in like 11 uh black republicans to be to like, and it was just like seriously. First of all, shame on that college. Shame yeah, for, on yeah, that college. Yeah, if you, you're going to come and speak at our university, but the uh, the kids at our school can't actually come to see. Oh, because the they would have all protested. That, exactly. That's what that, that, so then don't let don't let him have a photo op and claim that he came. You didn't really come someplace if you won't let anybody that's actually there uh, uh, be in the uh, be anywhere near the president. That is, that means he did not really speak at an AS. Uh, what is it? What are the HBCU? Initials? HBCU to say that he can claim. He went to one when they're like, you know, oh, I could say I went to a Klan rally, but 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 no Klan members were allowed to be there. Just like, just like well, you weren't really at a Klan rally, Kevin. <laughs> You're so sorry. <laughs> so he was actually at Benedict College. And um Benedict College, if I'm not mistaken, is a historically um women's college. It's a historically black women's college, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But it is an HBCU. So, yeah, students were asked to stay in their dorms. Um, 
Benedict, let me say this. These are the same people that you're going to be wanting to give um, the alumni to give back. So don't be surprised when they say, hell no, I'm not giving back to Benedict College. So this is for all colleges. You need to watch how you treat your students while they're there, because these are the ones that are going to support you when they leave. That's all I have to say. Yeah, when you when you sequester your students to let, you know, the liar in chief come and and not be questioned. One of the things that really bothered me, I will say about the whole uh, World Series booing incident was the next day uh, uh, this morning on Morning Joe, uh, uh, Joe Scarborough and Mika uh, Brzezinski were basically saying how we don't want this. We want the world seeing Amer- how anti-American to be chanting, lock him up to our president we want the world seeing it and i disagree that's exactly what we want want the world to see we want the world to know that the majority of people here do not support this president who was only installed uh with the help of vladimir putin and also it isn't the same as his supporters chanting lock her up to hillary clinton and the major difference is the never-ending onslaught of crimes that he has been uh, uh committing and that he basically for the fact that he's president the only reason why with the Mueller report the only reason why he wasn't charged like Bob Mueller said is because he is a sitting president and you can't indict a sitting president that's the only thing that's keeping him not from being locked up with Lori Laughlin and so <laughs> see, well, brought it back to me, TV brought it back uh, to TV well, so you yeah. know since this is not political channeling we, we, we're, we're gonna because we're gonna, I, I, I we're feel gonna wrap it can, up. we're gonna wrap this we're gonna wrap okay. it up but 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 thank you be sure to listen to all of his musings on such things on last weekly that uh kevin uh so wonderfully hosts with uh, a bunch of other wonderful co-hosts and um he'll tell and tachi is a regular guest co-host yes yes i am so that forum is more appropriate for this kind of talk. yes it is but, but again <laughs> the, the booing took place on television so we were allowed to talk about it tachi oh that's a stretch sir <laughs> lock him up lock him up okay <laughs> so we it was on TV. We know. All right, Tachi. Okay. So, where can people listen to more episodes of TV channeling if they haven't already unsubscribed because they're so filled with rage? Thank you so much. You can listen in a myriad of places. We are on Stitcher. I do know it's now Apple Podcasts. Sorry. SoundCloud, Google Play. I. Uh, Tune in radio. I keep wanting to say I tune in radio, but tune in radio also on Spotify. We are also every week live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on WJMSRadio.com. So if you can't, you don't have time to listen, you can listen to us on demand on the podcast platforms, any podcast platforms. In fact, if you go to tvchanneling.com, you can listen to us there as well. But if you want the live experience, listen to us on wjmsradio.com, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Also, we would love when you're on our platforms to, to subscribe because then all the wonderful content we have drops first and you get access to it first. And... Be sure to leave a rating, a nice review. We would love that. And then, oh, we, would, go ahead. we really would. We'd love it so much. Absolutely. One, I wanted to say there's one new platform that needs to get get a shout out, Tanchi. We are now on a brand new platform. We're on Pandora 
podcast. Yes, We're I am so sorry. Super Thank excited you about so it. much. I forget, we get on so many platforms that sometimes we forget. So yes, thank you, Kevin. We are now also on Pandora. So if you're a Pandora fan, like I actually am, I listen to Pandora a lot. You can listen to us on Pandora as well. Thank you, Pandora. We love you, Pandora. Yes. And if you want to ask us a question about any of the 10 million platforms we're on, on about any of the shows that you hear us review or want us to review or any of the news, you just have something you want to sound off about, like Kevin's rant, political rant at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, go ahead and tell us how they can reach us on social. There were some very reasoned thoughts, Tachi, not a rant. But all right. Um, um, oh, you, you can chime in and, t- and tell me if you thought I was really ranting or not. You can vote and uh, reach out to us on social media. We are TV Channeling on Facebook. Uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram and on Snapchat. And my personal favorite, you can follow us on uh, Twitter. And we are Last Weekly everywhere. We would love to hear from you. So like well, Tachi said, if – wait. What'd you say? Not last weekly. What did I say? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my god. That's okay. That's okay. We're TV channeling. (laughs) That's what happens when you host too many shows. (laughs) I do this all the time, so don't even worry. We're TV channeling everywhere on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. So if there's a show you'd like us to review, or if there's something going on in the world of entertainment you want to hear our take on, and also if you want to review a show, either a a brand new show, or if you want to talk about a show, an episode that was particularly good of a show that you're already watching, you can send us a voice message using the Anchor app. Just search for TV channeling reruns and give us a shout out and your review just might end up on the show. Fantastic. So before we leave really quickly, I'm going to sound off on the fact that I host uh, two other shows, Mediascope, which is the best in media tech and pop culture news every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Periscope, Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, also Twitter and WJMSRadio.com. And on Thursdays at 2 p.m. ish. And we're live, which which is where I talk about with MC Curtis, the use of video and live streaming for your business and beyond that's on youtube linkedin live on facebook live and on periscope 2 p.m eastern and what about you what else do you have going on okay so like as i said as tachi said last weekly where we recap the week in news pop culture and entertainment we also uh do tv uh, we also do tv and movie trailer reviews every single week on last weekly and there's a brand new thing that's come to last weekly i used to host a show called movie gnome weekend box office it is now moved over to last weekly and now it's known as last weekly box office where i count down the week in movies and what critics are saying about them and Dare I say, there's a little snark involved. So check out Last Weekly Box Office and Last Weekly. Just search for your favorite podcast app or go to lastweekly.com. 
fantastic. And with that, we are going to let you get back to doing whatever it was you were doing before you started listening to us because we respect your time, but we love you for listening. It's because of you we do this. We're going to sign off the way we always do. Goodbye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it all fall long. With Lori Laughlin. With Lori Laughlin. <laughs> Lock her up. Lock her up. <laughs> 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 Bye, witch. Bye. <laughs>